Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda a voice in the desert now here's crystal heath and good morning las vegas good evening good afternoon whatever time zone frame mindset you happen to be listening in hope it is a good one You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio. Coming to you live from Studio B at Liberty Baptist Church. We're located at 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. If you would like to join us for church Sunday, our services are at 930 and 1115. Or if you would like to be part of the show, you can do that. You can email radio at experienceliberty.com, send your ideas, or call us at 702-647-4522. And, of course, if you would like to get in touch with me directly, the best way to do that is on Twitter or Facebook. Now I'm working on getting my Facebook page more user-friendly. I've spent most of my social media life on Twitter rather than Facebook, but trying to get those both uh, integrated Better. So at the Frittle Twitter or Facebook. Also be sure to follow, like us on Twitter and Facebook, our radio page at KVXL Radio. Okay, today on the show, we have John Christ will be joining us. He's a comedian, one of my good friends. He will be here. Also in studio today, we have uh, my now nine month old puppy. Liberty is here. Some of the school kids had asked if I would bring her around so they could see her again. So she is here. With me in studio right now, <laughs> we will see how this goes. It's been a while since she's been here during a live show taping, but we've progressed from the from the puppy that was unable to control herself and barked at me constantly uh, when she could see me and I wasn't giving her attention, instead talking with all of you, to uh, someone who is semi-content to be eating her bone rather than getting my undivided attention although she keeps looking at me like why are you talking and you're clearly not talking to me and we are the only two creatures in this room are you okay I have to admit sometimes I ask myself that very question because usually it is only I in this room and it does often seem like you're only talking to yourself so I appreciate it when y'all tell me if you're listening, because then I then I realize that it's not actually just me talking to myself. And that makes me feel a little less crazy. Okay, so let's get started. Let's hit some news before we get uh, John Christ on the line here. We're going to start with Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She uh, tends to be one of the most left-wing justices currently on the court, and she and I rarely agree, but we have found something on which we agree. You ready for this headline? This is from CBS in Boston. Ruth Bader Ginsburg calls Kaepernick's national anthem protest, quote, dumb and disrespectful. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg called Colin Kaepernick's national anthem protest dumb and disrespectful in a new 
interview. A growing number of athletes following the San Francisco 49ers quarterback's example have knelt or made other demonstrations during the Star-Spangled Banner to protest police shootings of African Americans. The liberal Supreme Court justice told Yahoo's Katie Couric that such expressions are, quote, really dumb, unquote. Would I arrest them for doing it? No, Ginsburg said, but I think it's dumb and disrespectful. I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point out how ridiculous it seems. Excuse me. I would point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act. Ginsburg elaborated that even though she finds the protests offensive, the players have the right to do it. If they want to be stupid, there's no law that should be preventive. If they want to be arrogant, there's no law that prevents them from that. The 83-year-old justice, uh, referred to as the notorious RBG by her admirers, lost some fans on social media because of her remarks. But I agree completely with her. And I don't think when it comes to the issue of respecting and honoring our flag or respecting and honoring our troops or respecting and honoring our country as a whole, that is not a left or right issue. That is simply an American issue. And this from what is possibly the most liberal justice on the Supreme Court not respecting the flag, she says is dumb and disrespectful and ridiculous. I love that she threw ridiculous in there. That's that's a great word. So, on one side of the spectrum, we have Colin Kaepernick, NFL star, hailed as the great flag protester, leading the way in other protests, being decried by the most liberal Supreme Court justice as dumb and disrespectful. Meanwhile, in North Carolina... You have a teenage boy who went out of his way in an effort to save the flag and rather than being hailed as some great hero, he was punished for it. This is from Todd Starnes over at Fox News. Alex Dunn is Captain America, the 16-year-old junior at Massey Hill Classical High School in Fayetteville, North Carolina, is a red, white, and blue patriot who loves America, and he especially loves the American flag. I have a father in the military who taught me the way to respect the flag, Alex told me. When he saw that his teacher was desecrating the flag during a classroom discussion, the teenager knew he had to do something. And what he did has patriots across the fruited plain cheering. First, he asked, the teacher asked the students for a lighter. Then he picked up a pair of scissors on his desk and tried to cut the flag. When that did not work, he tossed it on the ground and stomped on Old Glory. It was such a disgraceful thing for a person to do, especially in front of so many military children who understand the meaning of the flag, apparently unlike him, Alex said. He was appalled at what his teacher had done. I didn't want to believe it was really happening, he said, but when he stepped on the flag, I just thought about all those men and women who fought for that flag that he just walked on, all these men and women who've come home with that flag draped over their coffin. So Alex grabbed his phone and snapped a photo, a photo that would eventually go viral on Facebook. Then the teenager rose from his seat, grabbed the flag, and took the defiled banner to the principal's office. We are extremely proud of him, Alex's mother told me. He did the right thing. However, doing the right thing could land the brave young patriot in hot water. Mr. Francis said that Alex broke the law and should be punished. 
I believe that child does need to be punished in some way, the teacher said. I can't take a picture of him, and in turn, he cannot do the same of me. Uh, Mr. Starnes called the Cumberland County District Attorney's Office as well as the local superintendent to find out if any laws or rules have been broken. Neither agency returned his calls. If it's within Mr. Francis's rights to stomp on it, cut it, and try to burn it, then it is within my child's right to defend that flag, Mrs. Dunn said. Sadly, many of the teenager's classmates are siding with the teacher. There was much more support for what he did than what I did, Alex said, noting that some students have even protested by refusing to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The question really isn't about desecrating the flag. The school teacher certainly has the right to demonstrate his hatred of America. But was it appropriate in a classroom in front of children, in front of military children? No, it was not, Alex's mom said. It wasn't the appropriate place to defile an American flag. Mr. Tarn says, Mr. Starnes says he hopes the school district and district attorney does not punish Alex Dunn, but should that happen, he says he would be more than honored to stand up and serve the punishment in his place, and he bets there are plenty of American patriots across this great nation who would be willing to do the same. Thanks to Alex Dunn for reminding us that America is still the land of the free and the home of the brave. And and, and it just it baffles me that on one hand we have NFL stars acting, as Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg said, in a dumb and disrespectful way, and yet they get hailed as some great hero. Then you have a 16-year-old boy who is a son of an American hero in a classroom with many other students whose parents are serving in the military. His teacher goes out of his way to desecrate the flag in whatever ways he can think of. This kid rescues, rescues essentially that flag and he is he is being touted as a villain. It seems to me there's something wrong with this picture. But uh, let me know. What do you think? Twitter, at the Frittle. Now my dog is pacing. Why are you pacing over there? Why don't you go back to your bone? There you go. All right. Uh, another 2,000 emails have been released from WikiLeaks this morning, and in all the talk, and I would say rightfully so in many ways, of of Mr. Trump's indiscrepancies throughout his life in the past, uh, it has been largely lost, I think, on the American public, the many, 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 many things that we are learning about Hillary Clinton and her time as Secretary of State through these email dumps. Now we could talk about whether or not it's right for WikiLeaks to do it. I'm not here to discuss that. The fact of the matter is they are uh, releasing these emails. And uh, I don't know how many of these items I'm going to have a chance to touch on before we have to go to a break, but let me start with what I think is a bombshell report. Because... Hillary's emails that have been released from WikiLeaks prove, they state unequivocally, that Hillary Clinton knows that Qatar and Saudi Arabia are funding ISIS. Now, why is that a big deal? One, because the woman knows that they are funding ISIS. We have two countries in the Middle East funding a terror organization, and as Secretary of State, she did nothing Nothing. Neither did the Obama administration, which, if she is a Secretary of State under President Obama, then he should also know this. But they have done nothing 
in an attempt to make clear to Qatar and Saudi Arabia that the rest of the world, especially we in the United States, will not tolerate the funding of this organization. That's the first reason. And secondly, because the Clinton Foundation has and is accepting buku bucks, meaning lots of money, for those of you who aren't familiar with the slang there, lots of money. The, the Clinton Foundation is, has and is accepting from both Qatar and Saudi Arabia. And she doesn't decry either country's treatment of women. And I, I've never heard her state anything whatsoever in denouncing the fact that they are literally funding ISIS. And how does this happen? The Daily Caller.com. Says Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton sent an email to her campaign chairman John Podesta in 2014, who was then counselor to President Barack Obama, that said Saudi Arabia and Qatar are both giving financial and logistical support to the Islamic State and other extremist Sunni groups, according to a recent WikiLeaks release. Clinton sent the email on August 17, 2014 to Podesta. It was an eight-point plan to defeat ISIS in Iraq and Syria. Clinton's email said that the United States should support Kurdish forces on the ground with U.S. military advisors and avoid the use of a conventional ground operation. While this military-paramilitary operation is moving forward, we need to use our diplomatic and more traditional intelligence assets to bring pressure on the governments of Qatar and Saudi Arabia, which are providing clandestine financial and logistical support to ISIL and other radical Sunni groups in the region. The former Secretary of State added, the effort will be enhanced by the stepped-up commitment in the in the Kurdish regional government. The, uh, the Qataris and Saudis will be put in a position of balancing policy between their ongoing competition to dominate the Sunni world and the consequences of serious U.S. pressure. The email from Clinton to Podesta contains a similar format of previous intelligence reports Clinton ally Sidney Blumenthal would send to the former Secretary of State. The Daily Caller has previously reported how Clinton had previously asked aides to remove markings showing Blumenthal wrote the reports before sending them to White House officials. The August 2014 email that pointed the finger at Saudi Arabia and Qatar does not contain any information linking it to Blumenthal in particular and is sent from one of Clinton's personal emails. Clinton and her spokesman Brian Fallon did not dispute the legitimacy of these leaked speech transcripts of these transcripts released by WikiLeaks on Sunday. Daily Caller also reached out to the Clinton campaign and asked if they disputed the legitimacy of the email, but they did not respond. Qatar has given between $1 and $5 million to the Clinton Foundation, and Saudi Arabia has donated upwards of $25 million to the foundation. So get that now. For two Years, Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration have known that both Qatar and Saudi Arabia are funding ISIS and providing them with logistical support. And to a point, credit to the former Secretary of State for advising the president that, hey, maybe we should do something about this. But you'd think, you know, you wouldn't just send it in an email and then go on your merry way and well, we'll never talk about that again. If you're doing your job correctly, I would think that this is something that you would bring up until something is done about it. 
I mean, if we actually care about what ISIS is doing, unless we don't care, or, you know, unless it's, unless it's just a matter of, oh, I, I mentioned it, I did my job, but we won't pursue that angle because, oh, you know, Saudi Arabia, they've given us $25 million, and oh yeah, Qatar, they, they gave us $5 million. Maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. I hope not. I really do hope not. But my thought would be that it probably does. Which is both sad and disappointing for someone who is looking to be the leader, not only of this country, but I believe we could argue of the entire free world. This portion of the KVXL broadcast day is underwritten by nonprofit Hope Christian Health Center. Hope Christian Health Center exists to glorify God by demonstrating Christ's love among our Las Vegas neighbors through excellent and affordable primary health care for all. You can reach them at 702-644-HOPE and online at hopehealthvegas.org. Our thanks to Hope Christian Health Center for their support. So you know what time it is? It's time to take a break. It's time to play a song. What song shall we play? How about... Michael W. Smith with You Won't Let Go. And we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. We've got John Christ here today. He's a comedian, which means he's funny. JohnChristComedy.com. And by the way, he is actually coming to Vegas. You've waited all year for this, people. I know you have, and it's finally happening. You can get information on the show and link to tickets on his website. John, welcome to the program. What's up? It's good to be back. I think, uh, actually, I think I'm coming. I know I'm there. Uh, on Saturday, but I got like a week at the uh, Laugh Factory at the Tropicana in like May, I think, of next year. But everybody will obviously have forgotten about this by then, so I don't know why I plugged that. Obviously. So we'll just, basically what you're saying is we need to have you back in May because then we can plug your show again. Because that's really the only yeah, reason yeah, you come? So that's pretty much what I'm saying, yeah. So yeah. I just want to stand the now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, also, probably the, the place that I'm having the show on Saturday, if they heard this, they'll be like, dude, come on. But who cares? Yeah, yeah. And if people want to go to that, they can. We're, we're, we're totally plugging that. JohnChrisComedy.com. You can get yeah. tickets there. It's a, it's a comedy show, right? So tell me about that. People, show, yeah. people, they just they come and they laugh at you then? How does that work with your self-esteem? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, pretty much how it works. Well, I pretty much... Uh, make a living laughing at other people, so uh, I think I can handle it for... They're not laughing at me. They're laughing at me pointing out things about other people, so we're all laughing together, really. Are, are you sure about that? I couldn't be positive. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've, been to, I've been to most of my shows, actually, and that oh. seems like what's happening, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, that would probably yeah. make you an expert, then, if you've been to most of your shows. You you should know, probably. Right, yeah, I do, yeah. I've been to, I've been probably to a couple thousand of them, but maybe not all of them, so... Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I would call you probably a super fan then. Uh, You're right. Yeah. You might even have to watch out for that stalker issue. But okay, let's talk about some real issues because there's so many real people. Life. Okay. Yeah. Like the yeah. real things that people actually care about. Number yeah. one. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. Is pumpkin yeah. spice the new cranberry? You know how cranberry uh, like works its way into everything somehow. Speaks into everything. It yeah. Does. I think. I, I I don't know why why Starbucks didn't have like a trademark on the pumpkin. Now there's like pumpkin spice everything. There's like pumpkin spice dog food. I'm like, what are we doing? Mm. That's a, that's, a very that's good like point. Uh, right because when when Starbucks first came out with it, I, also I don't know why it's not all year. Shouldn't it just be? All, I never had one myself, but I don't know how supply and demand works. I'm pretty sure everybody wants one. 
or at least the white girls. Yeah, know, it's, out there, you know? it's really, it seems discriminatory to the pumpkins to relegate them yeah. to one part of the year. I don't know. That is, you know that's a, that's a, uh, that's a cross section of like, literally, like everything though, because everybody just like has like ridiculous opinions on stuff, but no one's actually like, like I'd never had one. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's a good point because or I like, haven't uh, either. But um, yeah, but we all have we all have strong opinions. It's like we a uh, we do. it's like a Rob Bell book. It comes out. And everybody's <laughs> like, I can't believe this, but then no one's actually ever read it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we but it's okay though because we read like the Cliff Notes except the shortened version, and which yeah. is mostly like three Twitter statuses of people that also haven't yeah. read the book, and then we know exactly yeah. what it's about. And then we know exactly, which is my like I uh, I. Um, I tweeted a, like a little video about how to use Twitter like the other day. I saw that. It was pretty much mock. It was pretty much like mocking this whole thing, like it, like some issue that we literally have no or like a even a, like an interview with like a can you believe can you believe X Y Z said this and they're like I can't believe you would say that and they're like well where's the like well, let me like hear the interview and then you like listen to the interview and it's context you're like oh. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, to... uh, delete that tweet, delete that one, and oh, yeah, that one down there. Delete that one, too. <laughs> like, oh, he wasn't even, yeah, we put we put there. And then, like, uh, of course, like a newspaper or whoever, like, puts out some kind of information like that. There's, like, the retraction is on, like, page 97, small in the lower bottom corner. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, what? Yes. Hold on. The whole, like, even the things with, like, um, people in the news about like they were uh what's it called not convicted but when somebody like says someone does something they're like alleged to yeah. uh an alleged incident yeah yeah but then like they like go to court and then like research it and like oh yeah it didn't happen like that at all but then there's no it's too late by then yes because they're like they're like already destroyed their reputation's already destroyed you're like wait what so he didn't like assault anyone he didn't punch anyone you're like yeah but it's too late now we're over nobody nobody really cares anymore we all know that it did yeah. happen even though the facts say it didn't so that's all yeah, that matters i'm pretty sure it didn't yeah but as a uh you know as a white guy yeah that, well uh, okay so, gotta, so now I'm you're the, i'm the victim of, i'm the victim of nobody you know what i'm saying you really are i mean except well, I won't go there. But you're getting into some, some deep issues here. <laughs> so so, so let's do this, because I think this would be lots of fun. Let's pretend okay. that you, John Christ, are running for president, and I will be the question asker with real questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, it sounds good. All right, these all right. better be real questions. Yeah. These, are, these, are, these are fantastic. These are the best questions. I'm telling you, I know all the best questions. All right. All right. Mr. Christ, you've said in the past that McDonald's monopoly pieces are racist. Could you expand on that <laughs> statement? I, well, first of all, if you know anything about my presidential campaign, I stand by every statement I've ever made, mm. all the way up in, since, since when I was a child. You know, sometimes people like people in the news and people in the media think that uh, people's their opinions are allowed to change and evolve over time, and that's just not true. No. If you had an opinion, if you had an opinion 15 years ago, you're not allowed to educate yourself or change your opinion at all. So, yes. like, anything you said 20 years ago, it'd still be held as fact. So mm. I definitely hold to my standards that uh, McDonald's Monopoly people. Oh, I didn't say racist. I said uh, 
discrimination. I didn't say oh. racial discrimination. Oh, so, I yeah. see. Again, see, you're putting words in my mouth. All right. Well, then, in that case, let's move to the next question. As you know, okay. our country is under threat of imminent attack. So how do you intend, if you are president, to defeat Superman or any other outer spatial being who happens to visit the planet in the next four years? Um, let's see. Well, under attack, Superman or uh, are you talking about ISIS? Is that Superman? <laughs> no, these are not real questions, John. Oh, 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 I see. Let's just move on to the next one. Voter fraud (laughs) is an increasing concern in this and every election. So should cats be allowed to vote? Uh, Cats should for sure be allowed to vote. I think that's half of the, uh, well, no, I'm not going to say that joke. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't like There's apparently uh, nothing that can... um, that can uh, prohibit someone from voting besides what, like uh, um, felonies, a couple felonies, and like uh, perhaps is the only thing. Yeah, you know, if I want to go into the gym, I got to show two forms of ID and have a retinal scan. But apparently, to vote, you can just like show up. So mm. I don't know how that. I don't know how that works. But, so I should I take mean, my cat with me to, the, except I don't have one. Uh, but if I did, well, I would I, want I to a, take them with me to the polls. I got a better idea for you. You don't even have to take your cat. With you, you can just go in yourself and then say that day you identify as a cat. So then there'll be no problem. Interesting. I I love how. I'm a cat. Yeah. I love how open-minded your candidacy is, and this whole cat yeah, issue. That's what I'm all about. It, it segues well into my next question, which is about free health care. Now, look, I mean, for many okay. Americans today, their pets are in fact their children, you know, and and yeah, we were able to create sure. the chip program. So, if elected, yeah. will you work to create a pets health insurance program? Uh, for sure, pets need to be uh, taken care of in every way. But uh, the thing about the pet health care is that. Um, if the amount of money exceeds the amount of money that you bought the pet for, then we just call the pet total. Mm. Now that works. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I if see. you bought a cat for $30 and the operation costs $35, just like a car, similar, you're like, it's no point in fixing this. This thing is total. So but it would, it would be free, though. The health care itself would be free. Of course, everything's free. Yeah, okay. this is what kind of this is America. Everything's free. Okay, yeah. all right. Just making sure that that was yeah. your position. Next up, um, the Obviously. environment. The environment. Let's talk yeah. about the environment. So, I understand okay. that you enjoy skiing, but have you considered yeah. the effects of snowblowers on the environment? Uh, yes, they for sure. Need, well, you need to think about the hipsters and uh, the people they, the people that uh, only have a couple months to ski, like. Mm. When they're not up on those uh, in those beach resorts, like bumming around, the problem is they're intermingling with us in the cities, and we can't have that. Like we need them up there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're coming down here, they're slowing everything down, they're trying to get things that they don't have access to, and it's just a problem. So we need to keep them up on the mountain, and okay. we go up there and interact with them on our terms when we want to. We don't need them coming down into the cities and, and applying for jobs and stuff. So let's keep them up there. We can go up there when we need to. But any snowblowers, the more we can produce snow up there, the better. I see. I see. All right. Yeah. Um, gun control. 
Now, I have to say, I feel that we do need some gun control because last Thanksgiving, my brother served pheasant that he shot with his 12-gauge shotgun. And I'm telling you right now, there are still some BBs in that meat. I mean, clearly, he needs to be a better shot before he serves his pheasant. He needs to learn how to control that gun and get a better headshot. Would you agree? Right. Um, Well, if he's talking about gun control, BB guns... We need uh, we need less of those just in general. Because, mm. I mean, real guns fine, but BB gun, it's a problem because you know the kid. When I got, I got shot with one when I was fifteen uh, in the leg, and I started crying. So I mean, that maybe was, it would be that better. was your white culture oppression, clearly right there. Yeah, I was like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So uh, yeah, no more BB airsoft guns, maybe, but not BB guns. I see. I see. Okay. So um, transitioning. Well, let's just stick with Thanksgiving, actually. Uh, Our national bird currently is the bald eagle. Thomas Jefferson wanted it to be a turkey. Now, with Thanksgiving approaching, would you say it would be appropriate to change our national bird? Um, I don't know. As long as as uh, Obama still gets to pardon one, then I think uh, think that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, would you pardon a turkey if we were to elect you president? Um, no, I would not pardon any turkeys. I see. We don't have time. This is America. We don't have time for letting animals off free and clear, you know? Okay. And if Harambee was alive today, would you nominate him for the Supreme oh. Court? Uh, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, people are talking about, like, oh, it's just an animal. But uh, I would I would venture to say that um, if you saw that kid sitting in the corner with Harambe next to him, that was the only that was the only discipline that kid has had all month. You know what I'm saying? That kid was sitting straight up, good posture, scared to death. We need more of that, you know? Mm. I see. I see. Okay. Um do you, are are you familiar with taxes? You pay taxes? Um no, I'm not familiar with those. Not course, familiar yeah. with those? Okay. All right. Well then Very we'll just familiar with taxes. All right, well we'll just skip that one because I don't really think that's important. So let's go with this final question for presidential candidate yeah. John Christ. Uh Christmas yep. music in October. The Coalition yep. for the Ethical Treatment of Turkeys has issued a statement calling for jail time for anyone who begins playing Christmas music prior to Thanksgiving. What is your opinion on yep. that statement? Uh well these are all, like it's kind of like um like I think we need this is this is in, like we need to be sensitive to a lot of issues in our culture, but it only comes to a certain extent when we realize we need to take care of this uh, this minority. We're like, well, it's like literally point one one oh one percent of like the culture. It's like we gotta handle things, but like within reason. But like the people that are asking for Christmas music are the same people, the same girls on Twitter that are like, oh, my God, I can't wait for fall weather, pumpkin spice lattes, campfires, hug boots. Like, it's all, you think it's like a, an epidemic, but it's literally, it's all the same person. It's all the same minority of people tweeting out the same thing. So you think we have to take care of oh, all these people are going to have to be. No, it's just like a small group of about 10 girls. We cover that. We're good to go. See, now I am triggered because I personally am a big fan of Christmas okay. music. And yeah. I don't like pumpkin like spice. Music? I do. I, I happen to think oh. it's the most wonderful time of the year, but... I, I mean, I, I don't... Uh, I do love my system right here, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Back to normal life with non-presidential yeah. candidate and real-life comedian John Chris. You're a good sport, by the way. I was just hey. making those up as we went along. That was fun. Interesting question, yes. Yes, I, I thought those would those would really get people thinking. And some. <laughs> I have a feeling there will be a mass uh, movement to write in your name on November 8th because... Hey. Yeah. 
That was that was it phenomenal. All, it all started. It all started at the Friddle Show. It did, and you know, unlike the real candidates, you had no idea yeah. what questions I was going to ask prior to my asking them. You no just idea. hit them all out of the park. I think and you're right. My answers, my answers were equally unintelligent, so it's perfect. Yes, and lacking in substance. It was great. And you know what? I've yet to. Um, I've done a lot of comedy shows in my life, and I've yet to have uh, someone come up to me at show and say they, they know me or they discovered me from the Friddle show. That hasn't happened yet, but fingers crossed. Well, you know, I'm I'm trying hard. Um, that's one of the reasons why we have you on the show because you're coming to Vegas and this weekend, yep. and then like you said, you'll be back in in May. So I, I can't guarantee back. that people will remember from now until then. But I'm gonna do yeah. my best. Like I, sh- I will all share right. your videos and stuff on all the social medias. Which, by the way, which is which is your favorite? Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. I've got friends now that are telling me you have to get on Snapchat because John Chris Snapchat is better than John Chris everything else. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Is it really? Wow. You're like that's a little hurtful, but uh, I, I think uh, I don't know. I think well, Facebook is my favorite still because it has the most like capability to share and I don't like the posts are what they are I like the insane people that comment that's my favorite part <laughs> so it's uh, is on Twitter it's John B. Christ what is it everywhere else yeah. where can people find it's, it's you the same, it's the same everywhere oh it's the same everywhere so it's John B. Christ Facebook Snapchat Instagram am I missing anything Skype Tinder I, I don't know <laughs> No, not, there's nothing on Tinder, I don't think. No? Not, okay. All right. We're just just checking. All right. No, well, I, I'm under a different name, though. Oh, Tinder. a different name. That's that's probably joking, wise. Please. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're in Vegas this weekend. Tell us again where people can get more information about your show if they want to look up tickets or just check out your, your comedy uh, online. John Chris, JohnChrisComedy.com slash shows, I think. It's all there. All right, John Chris Comedy slash shows. Everybody, check it if out. Come out if you come out. Tell tell me you came from the Friddle Show. That's right. You better, otherwise, you know he'll never come back again. Either way, <laughs> yeah. though, go check out his YouTube videos. Share the humor with their, your friends. We all need some more uh, smiles in our life this election season. That's for sure. So, thanks, John, for being Amen here. I that. appreciate it. Love your uh, your comedy is the best. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Saturday. All right, sounds good. <laughs> right. Everyone, stay yeah, tuned. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. And welcome back. We are wrapping things up this Thursday here on The Friddle Show. Tomorrow, you asked, we answered, Miss T. Renita Thoroughgood will be back to help out with our Fun Friday giveaway. We're going to give away a CD tomorrow. So you want to tune in. Don't miss out on that. If you have missed out in the past, though, no worries. You can get past episodes of the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search The Fertile Show. You can even subscribe so that anytime there's a new show uploaded, it just comes right to you. You don't even have to do any work, really, except hit play. Isn't technology amazing? All right. This day in history. You ready? Let's talk about the city of Washington, D.C. for a minute. Why, do you know why Washington, D.C. is not actually a state? And have you ever thought about why our founders did not simply leave 
the Capitol in Philadelphia. I mean, really everything else that had to do with the creating of our governing system happened in Philadelphia. You've got the Constitution Center. You've got Independence Hall. It was all going down in Philadelphia. So, seems like it would make sense, right? Just leave the Capitol in Philadelphia. Everything else is happening there. That's where all the delegates have been gathering. That's where all the state representatives have been used to heading to. So, why Washington, D.C.? Well, it's very simple. Our founders decided that they did not want any state to have that much power seated in them. Virginians were like, oh, no, no, Pennsylvania. You're not getting the capital of the, of the United States. And Pennsylvania's like, well, we're certainly not giving it to you, Virginia. And then you had Delaware because they thought they were important and they're trying to get in on it. So, to solve this problem, the city of Washington was actually created specifically to replace Philadelphia as the nation's capital. One, because of its geographical location. It was fairly central to what was then the uh, the forming republic. Obviously, we didn't have you know all the western states and everything at the time. It was a central location. So the states of Maryland and Virginia they seed some land around the Potomac River. They take a little bit from each state. It was basically swampland that nobody wanted. So they're like, okay, all right, this is what we'll give you <laughs> to form the national government. We'll give you the part of the center of the country that no one really wants and uh, see what you can do with that. So they did. Work began on Washington, D.C. in 1791. And that, by the way, is why Washington, D.C. should never become a state because our founders never intended it to be one. But the French architect Charles Charles Lefant designed the area's layout with circles, crisscross avenues, parks, Washington D.C. They did a great job. It's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful city. My dog is eating Liberty. Oh no, she's like, yeah, not listening to you, Mom. Clearly, you're talking to the strange nothingness of space again. So you don't care. Um. So today, in history, the first cornerstone, the first cornerstone, it is only one, the cornerstone of the White House was laid today, 1792, October 13, 1792, the cornerstone of the White House was laid in Washington, D.C. And in 1800, President John Adams would go on to become the first president to actually reside in the executive mansion, which soon became known as the White House because its white-gray Virginia freestone contrasted strikingly with the red brick of nearby buildings. Most people, the common misconception is that after uh, the White House fire during the War of 1812, uh, then the smoke-stained walls were painted white. But those were the walls inside the building. It wasn't called the White House because it was painted white after the fire of 1812. It was called the White House because it stood in contrast to the common red brick buildings of the colonial era that were surrounding it. And that's it. That's your little tidbit for today in history. Now you know, now you can tell your friends, you know what happened this day in 1792? The cornerstone of the White House was laid. This is David Wesley with One Thing Remains. Don't forget to join us tomorrow. Same time, same place. On KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas.